Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. And I'm Madeline Phipps. Welcome to Shifting Ears, the internal podcast that we're starting here at Valley Metro. Talking about all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency, behind the scenes, and some upfront stuff you may not know about. Maddie, did you know that we currently have four construction projects underway at Valley Metro? Actually, I did know that, even though a lot of times in my mind that we only have three because we have three rail projects under construction that we talk about all the time. But without this fourth project, these other three projects wouldn't be able to happen and serve our writers. And of course, you know, I'm talking about the OMC EXP or the Operations and Maintenance Center expansion project, which has actually been underway for a couple of years now. Maddie, I was so shocked earlier this year. I went down to the OMC for a video shoot and it looks completely changed. They have made so much progress on this project, especially during the COVID timeframe when we were all kind of stuck at home. We forgot that this was just, you know, humming and drumming in the background. And so to see the amazing effort and work that has gone into this for our future rail lines to have more space at the OMC, it was just amazing to go down there and see it all. Well, we had to go right to the source and learn about the start of this project, where the planning really began, where they are now, when they expect to finish, get all of our questions answered by one of our fellow employees, Joshua Matthews. He gave us an inside look at all of the different things that are happening with this project, all the new infrastructure, all the improvements, all the expansion. And I was really surprised to learn how much is involved with this project. So listen in and learn as we talk with Josh. My name is Joshua Matthews. I'm a senior transit planner in our capital development group. So Josh, will you actually take us back to the very beginning? When did the planning for this project start? The original idea probably started right after we finished completing the OMC and uh, in 2006. And we realized that at some point we're going to have to expand it. Um, so there was a number of early studies that were done by uh, various consultants kind of showing how the OMC could be expanded as we grew our system. We knew uh, that we were going to need more, uh, more space for our vehicles, more space for our operators, more space for our maintainers. Um, and so one, you know, the, back in 2016, uh, Wolf Grote, our, our former director who just retired, um, reached out to myself and Mark Sorensen with HGR and said, you know, we, we have a planning study that is uh, on the horizon here. Are you guys interested in uh, figuring out how we can expand our OMC? And both Mark and I jumped on the, the opportunity, and, and that's where it all started. So... You and Mark, that's where it all started. And so walk us through that moment in 2016 to where we are today. What has happened? First things first, we, we find our clients or our stakeholders or the team that we're going to be uh, representing and working for. And obviously, in this case, um, the OMC is home to our operations and maintenance division. And so uh, we, we started by reaching out to Ray Abraham, his team, Dan Filipino. Um, now it's Rob Rosenberg, but back in the day it was Kenny uh, Rick White and Derek Brodeur, and you know, started working with them and, and getting an understanding of how the operations and maintenance center works from a day-to-day -day, uh, standpoint. One of the first things we did was we went out and we saw the morning pullout. We were out there, I think, at 2.30 in the morning um, and hung out there for a couple hours to see how trains get pulled out onto the system, 
how they come in off the system from late night service. Um, and so it was very educational to kind of see the challenges that were going to occur because we can't close the OMC down. We, we can't just say, you know, for six months, we're, we're not going to operate service. That was the most important item that was stressed to us by operations and maintenance team was whatever gets built, we need to maintain service. We can't, we can't have that impact our service uh, to our riders. Um, and so that normal planning process, you know, we, we gather the existing conditions. We understand what's there, how it's operated. Uh, we produce a report to kind of provide a basis of uh, information for our designers going down the road. Um, and so we kind of create that report, and then we sat down with our operations and maintenance team, and we did a needs assessment. And so we said, you know, right now our fleet is 50 vehicles, um, and we, we kind of looked at all of our future projects, and we said, you know, we could be procuring an additional 40, 45 vehicles. So if this site needed to handle 100 light rail vehicles, as well as some streetcar vehicles. What do you need to make that happen? The first and most obvious is more storage track. Um, so we need more space to park vehicles when they're not in service. The maintenance of equipment building, which if you're familiar with the OMC, is the bigger of the two buildings uh, at the OMC. And that's where we have the shop floor for the rail vehicles, as well as administrative office space. Um, operator rest areas, as well as spare parts and, and various other shop elements. Um, that needed to be expanded. We needed to have more space to be able to work on vehicles. Um, we needed more space for operators uh, because obviously if we're going to double the number of vehicles that we have, we're probably going to double the number of staff that are going to be at that site. Um, other areas that came out with the maintenance of way building, which is holds the staff who go out and maintain the guideway, maintain the station platforms, the transit centers, the park and rides, uh, the overhead catenary system with the wires that provide uh, the electricity to the vehicles, the traction power substations that generate or, or bring that electricity from the grid into our vehicles, uh, the signal buildings, that's our maintenance of weight group. Uh, working with them, we needed more shop space for their vehicles because a lot of their work is actually not in that building, but it's out on the guideway, but they have a lot of shop uh, vehicle or shop space to have their vehicles stored and have uh, be able to work on uh, different systems and signals and, and different items like that. Um, another big pressing need uh, for them was a shade canopy. Uh, the shade canopy that we had at the maintenance of way building was pretty limited um, because they had to park their vehicles and they were parking their vehicles and the sun would beat, beat on them throughout the day and they would start to have some failures on different uh, components. So we needed a better shade canopy. Um, and then lastly, most importantly, um, from an operator perspective was we needed a completely new operator area. Um, so when our operators come in to uh, to get their piece of work and go out on the system and, and operate our system, we have a, a whole area for them to come in, um, get their necessary equipment, uh, to have their lockers where they can store their belongings, uh, shower facilities, bathrooms, areas where they can take a break or rest. But the last kind of two components that we identified was for the cleaning of the vehicles. Uh, so when a vehicle has been out on the, the system for 12 hours, it comes off and it goes to a service and cleaning platform. And so those vehicles get cleaned uh, on the inside um, and inspected uh, on the outside and the inside to make sure everything is in good order. And then it goes through a uh, vehicle wash, similar to a drive-through car wash. And so those were kind of the key components that we identified as needed to be expanded. 
So Josh, you walked us through a lot of the key components that are needed for the expansion for the OMC. What are some of the infrastructure upgrades that we're doing along with that? So I know you mentioned the drive-through, you know, train wash is are we looking at getting a second one? Are we, you know, upgrading the one we currently have? Are there some examples you can walk us through? The car wash itself, um, its initial design kind of left a lot to be desired. And the reasoning for that, the building itself houses various components of when the water sprays, when the soap sprays, um, and how that is done. And so when we sat down with our O&M staff, they realized very quickly that the way that it was laid out internally was not optimal. And so instead of building a new one or building a second one, uh, what we did was we identified the ways to kind of move those components around to better clean and wash our vehicles. Our staff who are working on um, on trains and, and getting oil and grease and all this different stuff. And so where's the best place to put a wash, uh, you know, a wash sink? Um, where's the best place to put a broom closet? Um, th- there's all these different, very little, we even get down to where the drains are and, and where are the, um, you know, the, the faucets and all these different, different things. So there's a lot of little items that as we progress through the design and get more specific that we had to address. I think you mentioned we're about 75% of the way finished. Um, when did construction actually begin on the project? So construction began in 2019. Um, it was identified as about a two-year process. Um, I think it was about 30 months, so a little over two years, two and a half years. Um, but again, like I said earlier, the design of the project overlapped the construction of the project. Um, so as the team was designing some of those very basic things like the site, where where we're going to need to move dirt, um, how we're going to need to lay out the, the property itself, as those were finished, the designers were still working on the farther components. And as they finished, we would then be able to put those packages into construction. It also was laid out, and our I have to give uh, huge credit to Hensel Phelps and our design um, design build team, um, because they they had to lay out those components. The coordination there is probably the biggest part of the OMC project, um, just to make sure that we don't have any impacts um, to our operations. Josh, you said this project was uh, estimated to take about 30 months. How mm-hmm. did COVID factor into that? One of the biggest challenges was um, when you're building a project, you have a lot of sub-consultants or subcontractors who come on and do a very specific piece of work for a month and then leave and never need to come back. Well, those those teams have to be onboarded onto the project. They have to go through a safety training um, and they have to kind of keep this coordination with the the design builder. Um, that obviously requires a lot of interaction um, and a lot of uh, a lot of um, you know meetings and all, and all that. And so very quickly, you know, we went to all virtual. Um, we we tried to the, the team limited and started having meetings outside instead of having meetings inside. Um, our Hensel Phelps, we have a a field office out at the OMC where they have their office space. They actually went out and got additional trailers so that they could space their teams out a little bit more than was originally planned. Um, and then, you know, to their credit, I've, I'll go and, and walk. This, we have safety walks every week, and I'll do those walks every once in a while. Um, and just very pleased with the, the mask wearing. And it's not, I mean, my wife is a nurse, and she has to wear a mask for 13 hours. It, it's not fun to have to wear a mask that long um, while you're doing challenging work, especially in the summer when it's 
you know, hundred and some degrees outside. Uh, it can be pretty brutal. So just a credit to that team for, for keeping those precautions. Now, did COVID speed us up? Did COVID slow us down? Um, in my opinion, it, it kind of ended up being a wash. I think there was definitely things that made it easier. There was less of a concern that we would impact service because service was already being impacted. So you mentioned, I think, earlier that they thought about how we could accommodate like up to 100 mm-hmm. different trains. So obviously with just South Central, Northwest 2, and Tempe Streetcar, we're not going to get there to that number with those three new projects. So does that mean that this second expansion or this new expansion is thinking about even beyond those projects and possibly what we might expand to in the next, you know, 20 years or so? When we were um, conceptualizing the OMC, the future of the OMC, uh, we really wanted to include as many projects as possible. And so our initial plan was that this would cover uh, Central Mesa Extension, Gilbert Road Extension, Northwest Extension Phase 1 and Phase 2, uh, South Central Extension, the Tempe Streetcar, and the newly named Capital Extension, or the what used to be Cap 10 Phase 1. However, it, it wasn't necessarily because of the size of the OMC or the space that we have. Uh, but once we started looking at Phase 2, which would go out to the I-10 West Corridor for the Cap I-10 Phase 2, it was really the distance traveled and not necessarily the space at the OMC. And so when we were looking at that phase two, I think the initial thoughts now are if that gets built as, as you know, light rail at some point down the road, that a secondary OMC would have to be built. If you think about it, um, each morning and each evening, all of the vehicles to operate the entire system have to leave one single track right around 50th Street uh, Station. And going east, it's not that big of a deal. You got one track. It just goes out to Gilbert Road. But when you turn west, you're going to have to go out to the state capitol. You're going to have to go out to down to baseline on South Central, and you're going to have to go the whole way to Metro Center. And so trying to get that many vehicles out in a short period of time would become a challenge. So, Josh, when do you start planning our second OMC facility? That is a good question, Brittany. It's, it's one of the components of the I-10 West Extension. Uh, right now, we're working through a process with both those projects, the Capital Extension and the I-10 West Extension, to get a better picture of what those are going to look like. There's a lot of options, and we would follow the same things that we did in the planning study from 2016, where we would sit down with our own M team and say, this is the number of vehicles, this is what the operation is going to look like. You tell us what it needs to look like, how it needs to operate, and then we'd start conceptualizing and designing that. Well, we had a great time learning about the OMC expansion from Josh and getting to hear all the cool new features that are going to be included in this OMC expansion. So we are very excited to go and see it once it's all complete and share it with you too as well. And if you want to learn more about the project specifically, you can always check out the project page on valleymetro.org slash projects. And thanks again, Josh, for joining us. As always, if you have projects or ideas for the podcast, you can always email us at podcast at valleymetro.org. For Valley Metro, I'm Madeline. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. Meet you at the next stop.